Hey, all of you beautiful, amazing souls. Welcome to Soul Diaries, Find Your Inner Serenity podcast. I'm your host, Irvi Shaw, founder of Inner Serenity Life Coaching. I'm a spiritual and love coach focused on helping women align with their higher self to create joy, love, and abundance in their lives. The true intent of this podcast is for me to share my spiritual journey and soul's messages with you, hence the name Soul Diaries. This podcast will focus on how you can use spirituality to help you live a more balanced life filled with joy and ease. Throughout the journey of this podcast, we will discover various topics on spirituality coupled with my experiences. If you are wondering how you can start living a happier, balanced life, follow along this journey with me. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to another episode of Soul Diaries, Discover Your Inner Serenity. And I'm so excited to bring you today's episode about my journey with meditation and what meditation means. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about how you can get started with meditation and also um, some wins from from my clients that I've helped uh, with meditation. So let's actually start off with my journey with meditation. And so I've shared my story um, on my social media and maybe even in previous podcasts, but I was actually um, taught meditation by my parents and um, by other elders. And I started actually learning meditation at a really young age. I think it was between the age of seven to nine, maybe. Um, and you know, growing up, I, my parents were always, and still are very spiritual, very religious. I came from a family Um, and their family that is also very spiritual, religious. They were really into things like meditation and yoga, um, really into things also um, like religious things um, in terms of doing um, different devotions and things like that within Hinduism. We always went to the temple. Uh, We always did things at home. They always explained like the significance. And I actually grew up, uh, you know, being part of a religious group um, at a very young age. So my dad, um, my dad actually started within this religious group when he was in India. Actually, my grandfather did a lot of work with this group. And so um, it was actually passed down to him. And when we moved to the US, he kind of connected with other people that were part of this group within the US. And they became our family, actually. And I was actually very blessed to be part of that group because I learned so much about, um, about my religion. I learned so much about, um, other things in terms of what, uh, what spirituality means within Hinduism. You know, I, that's really where I got in touch with, um, the Gita and the, the Vedas and Upanishads. And I learned all of these things. I learned, um, and would recite, um, slokas in, in Sanskrit and, uh, it, you know, my childhood was, you know, there was a part of my childhood that was filled in, in, you know, being bullied at school and another part of my childhood that was filled, filled in this spirituality. And I think if I wasn't part of that group, if I didn't have the upbringing that I did, I probably, um, I probably would have been different right now. And so I'm, I'm very grateful for how I grew up and I'm very grateful for the fact that my parents, 
taught me uh, taught me meditation and other mindfulness tools along with other people from that religious group. And so at the age of seven to 10 is really where I started to learn about meditation. And really, when I say meditation, it's not this kind of meditation of like guided meditation that I sort of teach or um, some of the things that you see in mainstream today. It was actually the the act of uh, focusing, and we call this jit in yoga and in Sanskrit. And it was the act of focusing and really bringing in that focus, um, that jit, your consciousness, um, into the into the present, right? And so becoming present with your consciousness. And and you know there were different ways that my parent taught this. The first way was really to picture, and when I'm praying um, to an idol picturing that idol and bringing that into my consciousness and connecting with it at, at the, at the present moment. Um, other times they would, you know, just ask me to, you know, they would teach me in terms of like closing my eyes and really starting to become very present with my consciousness at that moment in time and being connected with, with God, um, source energy, whatever you call that higher power. And all of these teachings that I got from them at a young age, I think propelled me to ask, you know, bigger questions like, who am I? Uh, what is my purpose? Who is God? Um, how am I connected to God? Um, you know, what is my true identity? How am I connected to other people? What is love? Like all of these very deep questions that we talk about in spirituality, I started to really question at a very young age. And from there, what happened is, I, you know, going back to that dual life that I was living, you know, at home, living this life where I was being taught spirituality and going to this religious group every Sunday and having friends part of that group to then at school, um, not fitting in, feeling like I wasn't um, good enough. I wasn't worthy. I wasn't fitting in because I was the only Indian girl um, within my elementary school and everybody else looked different than I did. I got bullied for for many, many years. And um, what started to happen is I started to strip away and and um, walk away from meditation and mindfulness and my religion and who I was because I felt like in order for me to fit in, I had to be like the people within my school. I had to be Indian, not Indian, sorry. And anything related to Indianness um, or being Indian or being Desi was not going to cut it anymore. Like I had to cut and sever that part of my life because if I wanted to be successful, I taught myself this. If I wanted to be successful, I had to um, not be colored, not be brown, not have uh, black hair, not have brown eyes, um, not um, talk the way that my parents talk or and not idolize, you know, a hundred gods and and all of those things that I loved so dearly to do and I felt so closely, I just cut off because I felt like what's more important is for me to be successful in the society and for me to, you know, fit in and be popular. And so for many years, um, and this kind of started off, I want to say within middle school, um, so sixth grade, it was around 11, 12, um, sorry, I was around like maybe 11. And from from the age of 11 to, I want to say, the age of, when I got into college, the age of 18, 19, I really struggled 
a lot. I struggled with, you know, who I was. Like I, I felt like I knew who I was. I, I felt like I knew what my purpose was in life. Um, at a very young age, I felt very connected to source energy, to God. Um, I felt like I knew, um, I felt like I knew what I was supposed to do on this earth. And I, I, I felt very connected to myself. I felt very connected to consciousness and higher consciousness. And I didn't have any of that anymore because I stopped practicing and I, I just, Anytime my parents would ask me, I would just say, yeah, it works for you, but it's not going to work for me. And I don't, I don't want to try. And so um, I started to peel away from all of those things. Um, even the religious group we, we ended up not going to. And I, as I got older, I just didn't connect with it anymore. And so um, I went on a different path and I kind of call this time of my life um, the, the, uh, discovery of myself the the lost part of my life and rediscovery of myself I want to say and so at the age of 19 um, I was in college I was in my second year of college I started to connect again with um, or the end of my first year to second year of college I started to connect again with people um, that were talking more about spirituality um one of my my closest friends and um, dorm mates, and so I, I used to dorm when I was in college at Rutgers. Um, she was Indian, and me and her became so close. And she was just, you know, everything that I wish I could have been, but I wasn't because um, I just pretended like I wasn't Indian. And then through her, I met other people, other friends, and I just was surrounded by once again um, the the part of my life that I tried to hide, but I, I didn't want to, you know, the, the, the roots of who I am being Indian. And I started talking to other people that weren't Indian that were interested in Hinduism and were interested in, um, were interested in spirituality. And we started talking about, you know, things that were in, in the Gita and things that were written in the Vedas and the Upanishads, which are, which are books. Um, and, Books where actually uh, yoga, yoga um, is actually uh, described in greater detail, and it was it was actually a time where I pivoted and I started to go back um, to okay, what is yoga? What is mindfulness? What is meditation? Um, and though I didn't practice during that time, um, I knew that when I did go home and I saw my parents practicing, and at that time they had. Um, started to practice vipassana, which is a, a form of meditation where you focus on your breath. Um, I started to practice a little bit with them, and I started to really have this out-of-body experience of um, understanding what my soul is. And it's like it started, kick-started the journey um, of my spiritual transformation. But through that process... So at that point in time in my life, um, I had started practicing, like I was saying, Vipassana with my parents, and um, I was starting to get back into, uh, you know, that journey of spirituality again, if you will. And um, it, it actually wasn't then, 
that my transformation um, began. I think that was part, probably just a teaser to my spiritual transformation, but I definitely started to feel different as uh, I did meditation with them every now and then, but I still had this big belief in me that said, hey, you know, meditation um, is not going to help me. Like I have other things to focus on in life and I want to focus on those things in terms of what am I going to do in terms of career? How am I going to make money? I want to be really successful. Um, you know, I was starting to get into um, dating at that time and thinking about life uh, after college and when I'll get married and, you know, what my married life will look like. And all of these things, these life situations kind of creeped up on me in the sense that I started to give them a lot more importance than my well-being, than my mental well-being and my spiritual well-being. And so um, fast forward maybe another five, six years, um, I'm in my mid-20s and I went through this really tough and challenging time of like, you know, not knowing what I wanted to do in terms of my career. I, I became a teacher and it, it wasn't working out. I was in a long-term relationship and that didn't work out. And I was really at the crossroads of who am I and what is my purpose and started to ask those questions again. And at that point in time, my dad recommended that I start to do meditation again. And so um, it took me about two years to take his advice from that point in time in my life to actually really take meditation seriously. And at that point in time, I was already married. I was, it was in my marriage. It was probably year two of my marriage and I was navigating through different situations now as an adult, um, living on my own, being married, um, having the responsibility of taking care of myself, but also my husband and other people, um, in, in the family. Now my family has, grown from just being my parents and my brother to my husband and his and his parents and his family. And so um, I started to have a lot of anxiety attacks and a lot of um, emotions about, you know, I'm not good enough. Nobody really likes me. All of those things that I had really affirmed when I was younger and um, they just kept manifesting in my life into a bigger, bigger uh, form. And so I started to practice meditation. And the very first time that I dabbled with it again was through um, an app called Headspace. And really, my husband recommended this app for me. Um, he started to use it and he said, hey, let's do this together. Like, I think it might be a good a good practice for us. And so I started with Headspace and I really started to focus on my breath and that was my my beginning with meditation um, in adulthood. And so from there, I have been practicing, and this was, oh, about nine years ago. So since then, I've or maybe eight years ago, I've been practicing meditation almost regularly. I, I will say there have been months where I haven't been practicing it daily, but on a normal basis, I practice it at least four to four to five times a week, if not every day. And it has completely transformed my life. And so I know when I first began, I wasn't that regular with it. I was practicing every, every now and then. Um, when I saw anxiety creep up, I would just kind of breathe and I didn't really know what I was doing. And, you know, fast forward into 
a few years from then. So I'm I'm looking at um, right before the pandemic, um, I really started to dive a little bit more into my health and discovering you know, what's going on. We were trying to conceive and trying to get pregnant for many years and things weren't working the way that we had hoped. And I, you know, went to so many gynecologists only to find out that I have a condition called vaginismus. And this condition is pretty much um, when anything pen- penetrates through, um, you know, your lady parts down there, it, it hurts a lot. There's a lot of pain. There's excruciating pain. And so um, for that, I had to go to uh, physical therapy or my gynecologist um, asked me to go to physical therapy for that pelvic floor physical therapy. And I think that's really when things um, started to connect for me, like the dots started to connect a lot more. So here I am, a young girl trying to fit in Um, building up anxiety in my life just because of the circumstances and situations that were there. Um, You know, trying to figure out who I am my whole life. And then after I get married, once, you know, once we were ready to have kids and, and I was ready to be pregnant, I get hit with the fact that, hey, but you have this condition. And, you know, the anxiety just hit me really hard during that time. And I started to understand that the anxiety that I had growing up um, or the thoughts and the things that I was affirming growing up actually related back to how the anxiety manifested in my life year over year over year. And um, it was thanks to my pelvic floor therapist and love her to death, the fact that she was so holistic in her approach that she actually opened up the door for mindfulness even more for me. So we she you know, practice breathing techniques with me. She practiced um, how to, you know, stretch and really bring awareness to the areas that we're stretching. Um, and I started to practice these things at home. And it, you know, I was still practicing my meditation as well, but it just brought a lot of things into light, like a lot of the um, fears that were buried deep inside of me. And this is really where my spiritual transformation and my spiritual journey started. I started to then really dive from there into trying to discover myself even more. And so um, meditation has helped me in, in so many different aspects of my life. Yes, it has helped me in terms of my mental health, in terms of my mental well-being, in terms of my physical health, um, but also in terms of managing my emotional health. I think the biggest benefit to meditation in my life has been how do I manage the emotions that I'm going through on a day-to-day basis and how do I stay balanced? And I feel like that's really what meditation has given me along with, you know, breathing techniques like breath work and EFT tapping. And so um, I know when people start with meditation and I get this question a lot from my clients, like they think like, oh, well, I don't want to stop my thoughts or I can't stop my thoughts or I think too much or they think like, oh, like meditation is this very strict practice, but um, it really, it really isn't. Like I remember when I started to meditate, you know, when my dad presented to me again in my, in my adulthood, in my twenties, I, um, I thought the same things. I thought that I wasn't going to be able to do it. And so, because I'm not going to be able to do it, I'm just not going to do it. 
And um, I realized that meditation is so much more. It's actually the practice of just being being aware and 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 being with your consciousness and um, allowing everything to just happen around you, but observe what's happening around you. It's it's meditation is a practice of you becoming the observer of your life and and really being in balance. And I think over the years that I've started to um, quote unquote perfect the art of meditation, I really started to peel back and, and realize like, oh, like it's really not this this state of um, I need to stop my thoughts or it's not this state of like it needs to look this way. It's really a state of how do you actually step away from that thought and the thought of it has to look a certain way and really just let it be the way it is. Um, how do you get into the um, into the seat of the observer and really observe your life and everything around you? Like it opens you up and expands you to a point where you understand that you are safe at every single second of the day. Um, you are um, you are loved um, at the deepest and most purest form of love, and you are worthy as fuck. Like it. When I started to meditate, I didn't realize all of this, but now when I meditate, I get into this place of like empowerment and and love and it's just this this beautiful feeling that <laughs> I can't really put into words or articulate into words but it's really helped me to understand um understand my purpose one understand life <laughs> um and lastly understand understand you know what uh, what I'm going through in, in that moment in time. So understand the emotions that I'm going through and how to like not react to them, but really just be with them. <coughs> and so <clears throat> let me talk to you a little bit about um, the work that I do with meditation with my clients. And so a lot of people that I help with meditation, they're, they're really newcomers to meditation. They've never practiced meditation before <coughs> and they're just really getting into it. And they're just, you know, hearing about it and they want to kind of reap the benefits of meditation. And so um, recently, um, a few of my clients that I've worked with have mentioned the great things that it's done for their life. And so I've, I've been helping this one woman, um, you know, she I'm coaching her as well as providing her mindfulness healing and she practiced meditation probably for the first time in her life. And it was one of the guided meditations that I had given her in terms of how to be in harmony with your emotions and how to sort of understand the, the anger and resentment that's happening inside of you or any sort of quote unquote negative emotions. And she literally texted me back and said, this meditation has completely transformed the way I think about my emotions and how I handle my emotions. Um, this was a person that didn't even know and was often triggered by things and would just, you know, get angry or what have you. And um, to a person that was now open to changing herself and using meditation to help her. I have other clients that have told me that meditation has helped them balance their life. And so, um, 
understanding that their life is 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 it comes in waves and they're able to kind of just flow um, in this equal state throughout their life, even though it's going into ebbs and flows. I have other clients that have told me that they have been able to um, really heal their trauma and some of the things that they've stored inside of them um, in terms of um, in terms of you know childhood trauma or or any sort of healing that they're looking for. And so, I mean, these are just some examples, but I absolutely feel meditation is a tool that is definitely, you know, very popular these days and it's in the mainstream, people talk about it, but it's often, um, I feel like it's often misjudged in the sense that it, it's not this, it's not this way of doing it in the right way. I want to say like, it's not like, you know, when you play basketball, you play in a certain way and you have like the goal of the game of basketball is to, you know, get the uh, get the ball <laughs> in the hoop. And the more baskets you get, the more points you get and the more points you get, you win the game. Right. Like there's no like clear cut way of doing meditation. There's so many different forms of meditation. There's so many different ways um, that you can actually get into meditation and there's so many other ways that you can um, excel your practice of meditation as well. But I think at the heart of meditation um, and the heart of mindfulness is how can you be so aware and mindful of what's going on around you in this present moment and be with this present moment? How can you get out of the mode of thinking of <laughs> worrying about the future or you know, worrying about <laughs> what happened in the past or being upset about things from the past to really grounding into this present moment and grounding into the gratitude of this present moment that you have and being an observer to everything that's around you. And so I wanted to leave you with that final thought. But if this is something that you're really interested in, you really want to get into meditation, as I mentioned, I offer mindfulness healing sessions and so if that's something that you're interested in definitely send me a message you can hit me up on instagram um, or i will also leave a link to my website you can send me an email um, and let's get you started let's get you started on the journey of meditation if if you know you've been trying to think about like hey i don't know this and that you can also check out our youtube channel which i'll put into the details of this podcast um, and try a few guided meditations and definitely reach out to me with any questions that you have in terms of what's coming up for Inner Serenity in the next few months, I am in the transition of moving and changing places. And so um, you'll definitely hear podcasts and you'll definitely um, have podcasts coming to you every other week. I've pre-recorded them and they'll hit you. But in terms of working with me, um, we'll, we'll start working together at the end of September, beginning of, of October this year. And um, until then, I wish and and send you so much love and light and gratitude. Um, and I hope you enjoy this fall season as it starts off. And I will talk to you in live um, probably in September. But till then, enjoy the podcast and we'll talk soon. Peace, love, and light. Namaste.
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'm your host, Irvi Shah. If you liked today's episode, please leave a comment and a review. That would be greatly appreciated. And please follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll leave my link for Instagram and Facebook in the details below. As always, peace, love, and light. Namaste.